The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. On the rag, he kone ipurangi mona manawahine. Citizens of the nation, welcome to On the Rag, a podcast for and about the mana of women. Oh, I did it. I did love it. it. It was outrageous. I want to go to sleep now, unfortunately. <laughs> There's a lot to get through. Sorry we're late. <laughs> this is the February episode, by the way. It is March 5th. It's all early good. March. It's all good. We it's have early reasons. <laughs> Call Alex Casey Aho. I am joined today, as always, by Leonie Hayden. Tina Kotakatoa. And the lovely Michelle Court. Kia ora. We're all back together. Mm-hmm. Before we get started, big thank you to the Women's Bookshop, the lovely women who make this podcast possible. If you're in Auckland, check them out on Ponsonby Road or buy their books, all of them, buy every single one. All of them. Not a dud. Um, Two copies. I think that's their official tagline, it's not a dud in sight. <laughs> 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 At www.womensbookshop.co.nz. We've got an amazing giveaway. I mean, the giveaways are amazing every month, but this one is that gorgeous kind of hardcover coffee table book called Womankind. Ah, New Zealand Woman Making a Difference. Red. It's got a... Penny Moana. And it's got these gorgeous profiles of all these amazing New Zealand women, uh, Auntie Jackie. Auntie Jackie's in there, Lexi Matheson. It's a, a really amazing list of people that you are familiar with and then women that you're not so familiar with who mm. have done amazing things. It's, it's a really nice mix to yeah. have in the book. It was amazing. Good name, though, as well. Womankind. Womankind. Yeah. You know, it is a yeah. word that means a thing, but then there's other words within the word that mean things. Yep. And Thank I like you. that. Recommended retail price sixty five dollars. Damn, that's and a you good price. You can win that for free. Pretty box <laughs> <laughs> on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash on the rag pod. We've got also Instagram, Twitter at on the rag pod. Those have been neglected recently. We're sorry, but it's all going to kick off. Mm. It's all going to kick off soon in a big way. And we've also got our private Facebook group, the mostly. Drama free. <laughs> <laughs> it's been largely drama free. Corner of the internet called On the Rag 24 7, which has been yeah, this month. We had some, we had some times. We eh? had some times. We got a bit bigger. We have. And with great numbers <laughs> comes great responsibility. 
Yeah. As RuPaul once yeah. told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, there are some... Uh, Leonie wrote a beautiful explanation of the kopapa of the page. And we just... We want to have a place in the world where we can to- we can talk yeah. and we can say whatever we like about whatever we like. And I know nothing's private, but let's try mm-hmm. and yeah. make it private. Mm-hmm. As yeah. private as possible. Certainly we're not linking to it publicly anywhere, least of all in news articles on stuff.co.nz. Yeah. yeah. There's a lovely phrase, um, Chatham House Rules, Yes, that people use, which is you can say whatever you like within the space, but it doesn't get reported outside of the room. And mm. uh, and that's really well recognised by journalists. A lot of journalists have those spaces where uh, it's all off the record. You can't... Mm-hmm. You can't report on it, so let's not do that. Shadow mouth rolls and on the rag twenty four seven, and it is you know, which we we're talking specifically about an incident where some comments about the Whitaker's gender reveal chocolate were lifted by a journalist inside the group and published um, on a news website, and it was quite a freaky night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was suddenly it felt like quite a. Um, I guess a betrayal of the space, which mm. sounds weird when you're just talking about something that doesn't even really exist, but it suddenly gave us all a fright. So we are, um, I've sort of tightened up the entry mechanism a bit. <laughs> I mean, not that much. <laughs> Why do you want to be in the group? But if you don't say anything, you're not getting in. Yeah, that's true. That's I will, in fact, decline you. I won't leave you sitting there like a, like a, a silent person on my doorstep. No, don't no. leave them hanging. Give them a proper shove off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, it is also just the three of us admining, admining. Uh, yeah. That, admining that's that a word. <laughs> Administrating. And so sometimes things do slip through and we're very sorry, but we're also, you know, it's a lot of work, I yeah. think, keeping eyes on that page. Um, I was just scrolling through it actually to get some stuff for the podcast. I noticed some things get posted seven times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure. We, we are kind of working on how, how best to mm. run the page going forward, but we really don't want to add in like a whole bunch of caveats. And No, but maybe we could get some of our most regular users to help us and maybe we could make a couple of you guys admins as well. Mm, that's a good help idea. Help us keep an eye on things. Yeah, that, that's idea. a nice idea. Mm. And can I just do a shout out to uh, people who belong to that page who have been turning up at shows that I've been doing yes. around the country. Yes, awesome. Oh, it's so lovely. So that I've had some photos with raggers and um, we have agreed that uh, we don't have a handshake yet <laughs> but anybody who leans in and whispers, <laughs> smash the patriarchy, gets a, we, we do a selfie. Yeah. I, I love bloody it. love it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It was very cool. Um, it, well, so can I just float something that one of our group members used the other day? Mm-hmm. Ragamuffins. <gasps> oh, oh, I like it. Delicious. I like it too. I yeah. think it's delicious and adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Which just describes yeah. us and our community perfectly. That's exactly what it is. I also wanted to two particular highlights from the on the red group this month it was something that happened actually a long time ago, but I've only just fully digested the name of the playlist that someone made on Spotify, which is Rag Against the Machine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It is such a good playlist. It's such a good playlist. I have been smashing it. I've just got into gym. Spotify. I'm a bit. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome I'm, to 2019. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. You should do it. Yeah, I can handle it's iTunes. Crazy out there. You don't even need a CD-ROM or nothing. Is it? Can you get it on a DAT? Is it? 
how do you loop it? <laughs> the other amazing thing was a video that someone posted where she turned up to, I think it was a wedding, wearing the same outfit as another woman who was there. And instead of doing like the sneaky side eye, they both did an impromptu jig to <laughs> I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. And the video of it is just the most joyous, delicious thing I have ever seen. So there's a lot of good That's there. That's lovely. Just issue a PSA. Don't write stories about that. No. <laughs> All right. Coming up on the podcast, we've got women wearing suits. Gasp. Mm. Outrageous. <gasps> Men wearing skirts. Oh, come on. <gasps> a man called Jordan Squeakerson. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jordan. <laughs> and the deadly truth about a world built for dudes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But first... I think we should just have a a personal chat. Mm. Michelle, yes. you have been away for 900 days. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I love it. God, I love being on the road. I know, it's quite nice to come home and sleep in my bed and do mm. my laundry and see my cat. But if I could spend my whole life on the road, I would mm. I would say I would say yes, please. That would be great. It has some highlights and lowlights. Um one of the things my my hot tip mm. uh, is uh, that the women's bookshop Coffee mug is an excellent travel cup. Oh, yeah. It's ah. solid as, and you can jam it in a suitcase, and uh, and that has made me feel at home in 27 motels. Wow. Yeah, that's fun. so nice. We did have a – I'll just tell you one quick story. Um, Wairoa, because I've loved everything, and I've loved every place, and you always meet lovely people, and you meet some crazy people, and you it's all, every town is different, and every venue is different. But we arrived in Wairoa, and uh, the motel that we – were staying at um, had just been raided a couple of hours beforehand by Ooh. the police because the manager there had been running it as a tinny house and brothel. Wow. Yeah. Cool times. So we missed that bit. But we were still there when the mongrel bob arrived to pick up their barbecues and mattresses. So there you go. Wow. And did, and did you have a nice stay there? No, particularly no. <laughs> we, we, let, we usually push the, you're supposed to check out of every motel in the world at 10 a.m. I don't know why. Oh, I don't know. They have to. And you're not allowed to check into the next motel until 2 p.m. Yeah. Mm. So you try and stretch out your leaving so that you don't arrive somewhere where you can't check in. But we were, we scampered out of that motel <laughs> uh, at about 9 a.m. <laughs> and, and drove somewhere else and had a shower. <laughs> That's great. I, I'm not familiar with what they really look like, but I walked into our unit and looked at the floor and went, that's a bong stain. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, there you go. Detective Michelle. I know, I'm onto it. You've also been producing, I mean, always beautiful writing, but particularly beautiful writing about the regions and like places, I feel, like, over the oh, past few lovely. weeks. I've loved, yeah, we're swimming in the streams of... Um, I love swimming every yeah. place we go, at, at the lake or the river or the coastline, whatever it is, that makes you feel like you are part of the place, I think. So mm. the Nangahua River in Reefton was um, pretty spectacular. <laughs> Diving wildly into Lake Wakatipu and Lake Wanaka were... Um, you know, after the first 30 seconds, you're basically numb and you don't realise how yeah. cold it is. So you can stay in for a bit. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. It's good good it makes you live longer as well. Does it? Swimming in really, really cold water. Mm, well, apparently. That's what wow. our green does. I'll be and 140. Yeah. He's, He's probably 200 yeah, years old. Right. <laughs> he is. Well, while you've been doing that, we've been back in the trenches mm. working on 
the first episode of our new T. Can we say TV? Online yeah. television video series. Video. Moving Talkies. pictures. Talkies. <laughs> Moving pictures with sound <laughs> program. <laughs> no, I just told Amber I was going to do a great job of promoting it. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Video show. Video series. Video show. <laughs> You're nailing this, does, Alex. Does that come up? Can you get it on the Spotify? Or is that a different yeah. thing? Again, on VHS. Yeah. Um, it's called On The Rag. And the first episode is literally arriving next week <gasps> on March 13th on yep. the spin-off. We are filming it with a studio part of it tomorrow. With a real studio with a backdrop and props. Oh, we've got everything. And then yeah. there's us in, it, in yep. the studio <laughs> doing thing much like we're doing right now. <laughs> All the, good talk, the good talks. Do, we do real good at talking <laughs> about important issues. But we also do like BTs and things and um, yeah, so other interviews. little interviews, interviews and things. Interesting people. Interesting. What's the first topic, Alex? What's well, the first theme mm, of our first episode of our gonna, talking video show? It's going to surprise you all. Episode one <gasps> is about... Period. Oh, get away. <laughs> get out of here. Come on, okay. shut the front gate. Who would have ever thought? Um, it was just yesterday, actually, I was doing Fox Pops on the street on Newmarket. On Newmarket? On Newmarket. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> on Newmarket. In Newmarket. Just, I tell you what, it's a humbling experience just walking up to people and yeah. trying to get them to talk about their periods on camera. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Did they? Were they? I, were got, they? I got some amazing, amazing answers. It was sort of like... Bit tentative at times. Yep. Um, a lot of people really late for the train. Like, it's like all of them. Apparently. No, oh, no matter what time yeah, it was, we're all yeah. late. We're all, we're all late, late for the train. In a rush. But no, there were some amazing, um, amazing answers. Very frank discussion That's just good. outside the Nespresso shop. Did you get um, quite a range of ages, or was it? I did. Oh, it's good. I did actually. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see there. I guess we can talk a bit broadly about what what's going to be in the episode. Leonie, do you want to talk about your... Um, So I do um, a fantastic interview with a woman named Michelle Wilson, who um, Alex has actually interviewed before. She is the co-founder of I Am Eva, who make the amazing um, period underwear. Michelle gave me two pairs, (gasps) which was so freaking kind of her. And honestly, I am so in love with them. Yay. Like... I've been. I was like quite nervous to try them, and was just convinced. It didn't matter how many times I've been told by both her and people who'd actually use them that they really work. I was still like, I, I think yeah. I need to use a liner as well. <laughs> They're amazing. They're totally amazing. Brilliant. The technology is there. The technology is there. Um, and she was really awesome, and um, filming was really fun. We went out into some beautiful. Outdoor locales, and I just really felt like I was, you know, communing with a, a kindred spirit oh, in God. nature. She is a fantastic wahine Māori. And she's also um, the founder of Frankie Apothecary. And she makes all this beautiful skincare out of um, natural ingredients <laughs> based on Rungwa Māori natural medicine oh, principles. And she just had heaps of crap in her car and she just loaded all of us, the whole crew, up with kawakawa balm and oils and natural sunscreen and soaps. She does like a, a hair... Um, soap bar, um, like a shampoo one and a conditioning one. And honestly, we were so spoiled by her oh and God. I've used everything she's given me and it's gorgeous. <gasps> so while I'm off in Wairo dealing with the mongrel mom, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're getting free shit. And 
showered in gifts. I'm so is is Frankie's apothecary? Is yeah. that an online thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she's got a physical store. Okay. Um, yeah, the products are beautiful. I've been, I've been having skin trouble. Oh, so wow. Interest in natural products. Kawakawa Balm is good for literally everything. I love yeah. a thing that's good for everything. Yeah. That's great. Good. It's a cool ass tip. Yeah. So it, it went well. But right. I cannot wait to see Alex's uh, piece. I've been oh. hearing all about the japes. Alex's is going to be typically quite funny. And we are a bit extra, I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to be extra this time. <laughs> there are outfits. Near 20 locations, 1,000 outfit changes. <laughs> and like kind of stunts almost. Like <laughs> oh, We're going big great. for episode yeah. one. Actual sports stunts. Yeah, I had to be on a BMX. The funniest thing was that I didn't realise on a BMX like, I, I was riding a child's BMX. <laughs> the context will come later. You don't need it right now. I was riding a child's BMX. It was, like, covered in skulls and stuff. Tiny bike. And I didn't realise on a BMX you need to, like, you stand on yeah. it. You don't sit. So I sat down. And I was like a clown. <laughs> like a clown on a tiny bike. And my legs were going over my head. And I was like, and I was stuck in the position just screaming, going down a hill. And that was, like, only one of the many, many different things I had to do that day. Another very surreal moment was lying in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere on a towel, while Amber, our incredible producer, just dripped blood on my butt from a height <laughs> <laughs> to get a shot that we needed I for the VT. This. So there's just there's a lot going on there. Ironically, I also got my real period on the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was just layers upon layers upon layers. <laughs> And then I wasn't sure if the fake blood was <laughs> was the fake blood or the real blood. <laughs> It was honestly, and then I had to put on a white bikini. And then I had to put on a white bikini for this, yeah. Of course I did. Of course, of course. It's content. Um, For a pool shot, and I put on the white bikini pants, and I was like, (gasps) looked down at my legs, and there were blood stains between my thighs. And I was like, I had to call Amber, and I was like, I don't know if this is real or fake blood. (laughs) So we tried to get it off. It didn't come off, so it turns out it was the fake blood. But what a moment. That's what a situation. Special. That is special. I what think a confluence of events. The commitment to <laughs> the topic is just it's, uh, outstanding. Yeah, Amazing. above and beyond. Outstanding. Also, shout out, we have an all-woman crew as well. Yes. Um, our, which is our very exciting. crew is so great. And there's a couple of boys working sort of on behind-the-scenes stuff, but our in-studio crew and in-the-field crew, entirely women. Yeah. And it, they're really fun to work with. And they are all have all the feedback from them so far as well because they obviously work in male-dominated industries yeah. and sound and video production and directing and whatnot. Um, and they have just been, like, so excited and happy to and be working cool with all women. And not just, to be the rarity. To yeah, be the, exactly. The normal. That's really nice. Yeah, oh, and so I'm going yeah. to talk about economics. Yes, but I haven't done very much. It's, it's all happening tomorrow. All it's of it, all, all of it, and it involves toy trucks and uh, bags of groceries and a loaf of bread. Mm. Mm. Intriguing, what uh, a tease, yeah. mystery. Mm. So yeah, you'll start to see a lot more of of um, the on the rag show popping up in the next week, and it will be live next Wednesday, the thirteenth, on the spinoff. And we are so excited, Woo. so excited. Woo. Thank you, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Okay, let's move on to the news, shall we? I wanted to begin with, we actually talked a lot about Cougar Line last month, but something happened in February that um, was a little closer to home 
for us, which was a colleague and occasional on the rag star, Madeline Chapman, mm-hmm. rocking up to the cricket with her peaceful protest banner that said, wait is not yes between the wickets or the sheets. Smaller I had to have that explained to me not knowing that much about cricket. Run out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Good banner. Yeah. Good banner. Yeah. And uh, thereby becoming part of the news herself. Martin Devlin did not like her sheet. <laughs> 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 he was incensed by it and went on this kind of on-air, I don't even know what, sta- what station is he on, sport, radio, radio sport? sport. He went on a tirade against Madeline, called, called her all sorts of names, a dickhead, which I don't know, a whole bunch of other, accused her of not being a journalist, manufacturing stories, and then weirdly threatened saying, I hope you've got no skeletons rattling away there, love. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious because it's mad and she's been basically a sports nerd her whole life yeah. and absolutely does not have any skeletons rattling away anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was really it and was really something. That bizarre um diminishing of her uh ability and experience. She she's written a sports book, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, more, oh, absolutely. She's written more sports books than Martin has. Yeah. So she's a best-selling um, author. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And a f- award-winning journalist. Mm-hmm. It seems always seems weird to me that people respond so badly to a banner on a sheet. <laughs> yeah. It's, of all the things. Yeah. Why do you? Why is that so offensive to you? I, I'm so much more offended by the whole New Zealand cricket attitude towards. Mm. Uh, well, just their silence on the issues of consent. Uh, there's so much more to be offended about than uh, what was actually a very witty yeah. slogan. Mm-hmm. Also, accusing someone of manufacturing news when it has, when it's an issue that was leading the news cycle <laughs> for, you know, a good few weeks on a number of different occasions. You yeah. know, during the trial, mm-hmm. after the trial, etc. I feel like commenting on an actual news story is so far from manufacturing yeah. news. And then ironically making it a news story. Absolutely. Through your outrageous response. Absolutely. It's quite delicious. As Toby Manhai wrote, it's almost like a form of performance art, what yeah. he's managed to do yeah. about the nature of the media. But no, the um, obviously we love MAD. It was ridiculous. There's also been Michelle... Um, Langston, yes, yep. wrote this amazing yes. piece with a spinoff, a and really appeared on the project. Piece. Yeah, um, as a lifelong cricket, fan. she's a mad cricket fan. Anybody mm. that follows Michelle on Twitter will know that her uh, her feed is either about her cat or cricket. Yeah. and yeah. uh, a really heartfelt piece that um, she wrote about not being able to watch her favourite game mm-hmm. while that dude is uh, playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Like, and while while New Zealand cricket is silent, really, massive shout out to her for that because you get used to a certain amount of backlash as a writer, especially when you know you're going to be writing on a certain topic, be it race mm. or gender or whatever. Um, she's not a journalist or a professional mm. writer, although she writes incredibly well, yeah. and was nervous about writing for us, but she did it because she believed that it was the right thing to do. And she got a lot of shit. Yeah. But mm. she also got a lot of support. Yes. Mm. But it's it's a really brave thing to do regardless because you do get a lot of crap from a bunch of dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she did it anyway. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome. And she was amazing on the project as well yeah. later that night. Um, yes. So calm and like this is just the facts. It's not 
This is the thing I've been like feeling more and more is like these things get framed as like outrage or, you know, backlash. And it's always so like inflammatory. But then you actually talk to the people who are just arguing these yeah. things. And they're just people sitting there being like, I just don't agree with this because of X, Y, Z. People aren't screaming, you know. Mm. We're angry, but it's like I hate the framing of these things of like a flame war, yeah. you know. And I'd I just thought, yeah. I'd love it if the media was banned from using the words outrage and backlash for, mm. just for 48 hours, just mm. to yeah. see what would happen. Mm. Yeah. Just to see how else we can <laughs> yeah. frame literally any time someone disagrees with someone else. Yeah. Like, I mean, kind of something similar happened recently when um, Chelsea Jade uh, did a very mild but still critical tweet of the 660 lineup not containing any women. It was a big, right. big lineup. As it turned out, there was a couple of accidental, not credited women on the lineup, which I think was maybe p- part of their defence. Anyway, very mild criticism. <clears throat> and that got, she just got yelled at and like, it also got framed as outrage. And it was like, why, why is this the only, like emotion that mm. we can attribute to people all, who want to have a discussion about something that they don't agree with. The mm. dial is not always up to 11. Yeah. I asked a question on Twitter related to uh, self-ID for trans people, and it was a genuine question. Yeah. And just, how dare you and stop screaming at us. And I'm like, no, I actually yeah. I asked you a question. I, you gave some data. I wanted some contextual data. But the assumption is that everybody is at their keyboard screaming like Martin Devlin. Yeah. Mm. When, in fact, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Martin yeah. Devlin definitely was screaming the whole time. Oh, yeah. Time. <laughs> no, you yeah. could actually hear him. Because yeah. our um, <laughs> chocolate gender reveal comments that were lifted from our private Facebook group were also framed as backlash. It right. Was, and when I actually chat. went to uh, uh, News Hub, yeah. yeah, who published it and said, oh, I was wondering if you could take the story down. A, it's a private group. These comments were not in the public space, but also... Uh, you framed it as backlash against Whitakers and I just don't think a handful of people <laughs> discussing it calmly in a private group counts as backlash. So technically it's wrong. Totally. <laughs> they didn't take it down. And they were just making jokes as well. It wasn't even like, I'm so offended yeah. by this. It was just like crack up. Like. Burn the chocolate factory down. <laughs> there was none of that. It was like, this it is, was totally lulls. Yeah. And that's the problem when you harvest comments from mm. Facebook groups or any social media is that you take them out of their context, which in On The Rag, when it comes to stuff like that, is always more humour than anything else. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. usually people tongue firmly in cheek, yeah. taking the piss because <laughs> it's a better way of dealing with things that kind of irk you because yeah. that's not worth yelling about, which no. is why no one was yelling about it. No. Mm. Which is why you can't fucking call it backlash and outrage. <laughs> Sorry. You sound outraged, Leonie. <laughs> that was a, you know, lashing back at yeah. them. That was <laughs> genuine outrage. Okay. <laughs> so now we've got outrage at the outrage. Yeah. Right about that. <laughs> outrage. <laughs> all right. Cool tips. What do we got? We've already dropped a few. We've dropped a few. It's all right. I'll allow it. <laughs> but now is the actual time. <laughs> I also, when I, when I talk about the women's bookshop mug in the back of the car, you don't, can I just say, if you're traveling in the back of a car, you don't actually need a lid on your cup. You can drink green tea out of a mug. Very, I'm just. Are you sure uh, about I'm that? very Sounds sure like about that. Sounds like second degree burns. No, just. No. What about well, a speed no, bump? What you, about a. No, you, you wait What about it's me or the possum no. situation? No. <laughs> okay. Michelle. All right. Wow. Very skeletal. Oh my God. <laughs> Outrage. <laughs> Outrage. <laughs> 
My cool tip is um, a tool to use online. I interviewed, actually, this is another amazing thing. She's not only a ragger, she's also editing the On The Rag video show. <laughs> Her name is Bro Johnson, and she is also the CEO of Narrative Muse, which is this online mm. tool where you sign up, you do a long questionnaire about the sort of things that you like watching or what you feel like, and then it finds you a whole <gasps> slew of movies and books made by women and non-binary people. Yes, please. That you might never have found before, also with the option to buy them immediately on iTunes or wherever else um, That's to so pay the... Because Google yeah. is shit at that. I, so the bad. number of times I've described the movie I want to watch and they come back with love, actually, just <laughs> makes me want to <laughs> yeah. poke my own eyes out. That yeah. algorithm, yeah. yeah. The Netflix like movies with a strong female lead. <laughs> it's just like, come on, come on. Um, but that's, it's honestly, it's an amazing tool and I just highly recommend everyone use it. It's quite, um, this is quite interesting to fill out. There's, what I really appreciated in the questionnaire is there's also like, what are your no-go zones? Are you fed up with seeing violence against women mm-hmm. or like, you know, particular oh, cool. issues that you just don't feel like, you know, I do not processing. want to watch anybody being raped, please. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I just I highly highly recommend it because I'm scared of the yeah I'm scared of the algorithms and the eco the eco 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 what's that word <laughs> eco chambers <laughs> I'm the very eco, sick. Eco chamber. I've had a lot of vitamin C <laughs> um, I'm scared of the eco chambers <laughs> <laughs> it's a real problem I'm you guys of the eco chambers. Just giving us the same thing over and over and over again. And, you know, a lot of these makers will never make it to the, your Netflixes, mm-hmm. yeah, your Amazons, etc. So give them a shot. That's cool. my tip. <clears throat> my tip revolves around mayonnaise. Yes, <laughs> This mayonnaise. is going to be the best one. <laughs> we uh, got uh, multiple deliveries the other day uh, because um, Best Foods Mayonnaise is the sponsor of the comedy festival. Um, and so quite a few people in our office got deliveries of may- mayonnaise, including myself, um, which is really handy because I like mayonnaise. Me too. For a number of different reasons. <gasps> and having excess mayonnaise Ooh. is really great because it's a really good hair mask. What? Is it? Yeah. The name of... The eggs, the oil, everything that makes that mayonnaise is like really awesome for your hair. Just that is great. Stick that shit on there for ages. Another mayonnaise hack, you mm-hmm. can make a really delicious chocolate cake with it. Come oh, on now. Get out of it. It's I want true. instructions get on the page, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll put. I'll link to the recipe. Do you know what I like to do with mayonnaise? I get uh, tuna in a tin uh, in water, drain off the water, give it to the cat. My cat will jump oh, two yeah. garden fences to get to that <laughs> when he hears me tear open a tin of tuna. <laughs> and so once you've drained it off, then you mix it with uh, mayonnaise. Yum. It's delicious. Yum. And maybe some grated carrot in there for bulk Ooh, and they? a little bit of fibre. Away you go. That sounds good. Put that in your hair. Yeah. Maybe not One with of a our, carrot. When I was a, a kid, we, my mum would, uh, this is like a fancy entree, was basically exactly that, but in half an avocado. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I just always yeah. thought as a kid that that was just like the fanciest That's way you could possibly fancy. serve food. That's great. Yeah. I've always wanted to, do, have you ever done the thing where you break an egg into the groove of an avocado where the stone was? No, because hot avocado is just an abomination. This is the problem because yeah. then you have to bake the whole thing. Yeah. But I reckon maybe poach an egg in a similar vessel. Groove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drop it in. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> just the thought. Yeah, very good. 
Cool tips, everybody. Can't wait to see everyone's mayo pics. <laughs> Send us your mayo pics. It's a salad. So it's, it is, it's quite an elaborate. It's it's only a tip worth sharing because I have excess mayonnaise. Ah, yeah. Okay. But um, it, it can be quite pricey. All right. But the mayo cake is actually genuinely very delicious. Mm. Yeah, recipe out, please. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about how to turn or how to avoid turning your home into a man repeller. <gasps> yeah. Did you see this story on the Daily Mail? Oh, I have so fucked In February. Up. <laughs> it's um it's quite an amazing article just about so interior interiors therapist reveals. How does that work? Interiors therapist. Yeah, yeah. I'm an interiors therapist. Well, it's somebody who appears to be psychoanalyzing you through your decor uh, and then by adjusting your decor, improving your psychological yeah. health. Mm. See, that in principle I can get behind because, I mean, I guess that's like the condo principle as well mm-hmm. is that these external Clutter makes forces exactly, but I mean, I think it can go both ways. I think it depends on the person. Like Mm. some people actually get a lot of comfort from having their things around them. Yeah, see, (laughs) I look around the house and go, "Oh, I went there. I did that. I saw." So someone, I guess, who was good at that job would be able to talk to you, look at your environment, Mm. and make you know connections between the two. But with this article. (laughs) She was ruining a really nice apartment. Lovely apartment. She had too many strong women, too pictures many, of yeah. strong women in the in the house, and that was going to put men off. You know what? I think it's like a drawbridge. It's like a filter. If if a dude can't handle you, the fact you've got a picture of Frida Kahlo in your living room, you don't want him in your living you room. really don't. Keep Frida, lose him. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. This woman had a 51, Frida, 51 woman. Frida is protecting you yeah. in this instance <laughs> yeah. from this type of man. <laughs> Um, you're also not allowed a cactus, apparently. Too prickly. <laughs> Bit spiky. <laughs> Too prickly. Too prickly for a man's eyes to look at. <laughs> well, if you shove it in his eyes. <laughs> like the ones that are penis shaped or just any kind of succulent. I mean, are there's probably get... some more bloody psychoanalysis to be done there. Are they threatened by a plant this having one is a like larger a penis classic. than them? Yeah. Is that the theory? I think that's bang on. Or that this woman already owns a larger penis than the one that he's <laughs> yeah. in possession of. <laughs> and therefore he's not needed. Yeah. Oh, my God. Only one prick allowed in this room. <laughs> Lol. Hey. Hey. No bald wall. Bald? Fucking hell. <laughs> so good at talking no today. No bald wallpaper. Keep it simple. Oh. You don't want to distract the, ma- the man with too many prints. The whole premise that you design your living space to suit a person who doesn't live there yet <laughs> yeah, is you've never just met. ridiculous. It's make your, your space comfortable for you and mm. then somebody who's comfortable in it will be comfortable with you. I should, I should open a business. You should. Yeah. The clutter queen. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just interesting. I've been thinking about my own home and, you know, sharing a space with a man and what is kind of mine and what's his. And I definitely have a lot of stuff. Mm. Like, I'm definitely yeah. the prime clutterer. If you walked in, I think it would be mine, my space, potentially. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. My just, my partner is a, a, a keeper of things, uh-huh. even more than I am. I quite like to let go of things after a time. 
Yeah. But he's, um, yeah, so I have had the odd nightmare that I'm going to keep clearing stuff I don't want of mine anymore out and he's going to fill that space mm. with 18 years worth of Time magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a balance <laughs> to be struck. Um, there was a really funny, Emily Wrights wrote a very funny piece for the spinoff in response, which was called How to Decorate Your Home to Make Men Horny for You. <laughs> and it was very funny and she like, one of my favourite things she she suggests you have is um, one of those, <laughs> a picture of dogs playing snooker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic. Such a classic, eh? How <laughs> can any dude not be super horny after seeing that? <laughs> and a promotional Jim Beam armchair from The Mill in 2004. <laughs> it was a really good piece. But what I liked about it, she kind of just in a side note, she talked about how... Um, Last season on Married at First Sight, it was like a very funny thing that Fraser in Wellington didn't have a bed frame. He just had a mattress on the floor and like a very sort of stripped back room with a weird kimono on it. And everyone sort of laughed and went, oh, typical Fraser. If that was a woman yeah. who didn't have a bed frame. Yes, that's outrageous. Call the police. Yeah. yeah. Like it would be. Slatten. <laughs> Hopeless. It's just an interesting thing I haven't really thought about. It's always been like. A funny thing, like joking with like my friends, like oh, this guy didn't even have any like pillowcases. Yeah, or, like, yeah. They don't have bedside tables. They don't have like basic things. <laughs> Just one set of sheets that has to be washed and dried and uh, all well, on I'm, the same day. See, when I was at Tech doing journalism 137 years ago, <laughs> um, a journalist who's really well known now slept for a year on a mattress with no sheets, <laughs> and everybody just went, "Oh, John, oh, mate." <laughs> John Campbell? No. No, a different one. Michelle. No. No, I bet he's got Egyptian He has so many sheets, yeah. 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 Um, I really like in that Daily Mail piece as well that um, apparently Buddha is a sign of poverty and isolation if you have a Buddha in your house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's ridiculous. All right. Anything else on the man repeller before we move on? Just put what you want on your yeah. bloody walls. Build yourself yeah. your own nest. Mm. Prince. <laughs> uh, also, go easy on the gloomy titles for your books was another one. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> pieces of advice. <laughs> so, you know, just um, I think maybe just Babysitter's Club books on your shelf. Yeah. If nice. you want to attract a man, nice. just leave it there. <laughs> Incredible. I have a mansplain moment. Ooh. And this is one um, that popped up, actually, on the, on the rag page as well, which I just thought was very funny. And this woman, Lisa, had tweeted it as well, so I'm, I'm hoping it's okay to share. She said, I drive part-time for ride-sharing services such as Uber, Ola, and the all-female drive her. About 40% of the time, if a single older man gets in the car, regardless of the fact that I'm using GPS in the app, he'll still give me directions. To be fair, sometimes the GPS is wrong and I'm unfamiliar with the area, so that's okay, fair enough. Although I've sometimes used it with the sound on and they'll echo the GPS lady giving directions as if I'm not sitting right next to him. Basically, they, they mansplain the GPS instructions to me. Hashtag eye roll. <laughs> wow. Amazing. That yeah. is, yeah. That's something else. Yeah. Don't even trust bloody Google. Lady Google. Lady Google. Well, <laughs> that's what she gets for using the lady voice True. on the GPS. Yeah. She should switch the voice out to a man voice. <laughs> 
and see if it's more trustworthy <laughs> then, for customers. You know, they might explode with confusion because it's still a lady driving mm. and a man talking. Mm. Mm. Oh I don't know who to hate. Yeah. <laughs> Just so that's a funny one. Has anyone got any of their own personal mansplains this month? I haven't had one for a while. I haven't got a personal mansplain, but I have been really struck while we've been touring with the binary nature of radio interviews. If there's a man and a woman doing a show together, um, Jeremy gets lots of, so what's it like traveling with your wife with that kind of tone to it? With <laughs> your wife. And, uh, and who goes first? And we always get, no matter who's interviewing us, we always get asked, which one of you is funnier? Like it's a competition mm. and do you steal each other's jokes and are you competitive? And, but really binary. So, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure that if it was a couple of men doing a tour and that happens all the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, they don't get asked those questions about who's funnier or mm. yeah, yeah. What, what's it like to travel together and the answer about us traveling together is that the reason we did this tour is because we didn't see enough of each other and because we both travel so much independently and we thought we'll do a tour together so we can hang out Aww, and they're, but nice. they're all like expecting you to you know do you fight do you, yeah. no why would we do that yeah. why would we choose to do that so yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, lots of who goes first and what's your show about. And it's like mm. fuck, it's I just tell jokes, mate. Just how do you answer those questions about you know the more I take I've been ones? I'm so tempted now to just go with it to mm. do the yes and thing. Go yeah, we fight all the time and uh, it's shit traveling together and uh, he I'm much funnier than he is just because it's yeah you feel kind of defensive always going. No, no, we really like each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's quite lovely. Yeah. yeah. We get on terrific. It's great. So, yeah. The, the radio interviews have been sometimes excruciating. Yay. And they're always at half past seven in the morning as well. So that makes it fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the zany breakfast house. Yeah. Love a zany oh, breakfast house. Wacky and zoopy, usually, <laughs> is what they're called. <laughs> oh, my God. Love it. <laughs> I am wacky. I'm zoopy. Do you hate your husband? No, not as much as I hate you. <laughs> Take that, zoopy. I <laughs> hope you're listening. Uh, okay. Let's talk about something you mentioned very briefly earlier, Michelle. Unfortunately, uh, in February, or well, maybe it was just a few days ago, I can't remember when it happened, but um, Tracy Martin decided to defer... The self-ID bill, which was going to make it easier for trans and non-binary people to put the correct gender on their birth passports. certificates. Passports. passports. No, passports. Are, sorry, my fault. Passports, you can already do that. Already it's do. birth certificates that this bill is covering. Because you're able to adjust the gender uh, to reflect who you really are on your passport and mm. on your driver's license. Mm-hmm. You make a statutory declaration, I believe. But then it doesn't match your birth certificate. Mm-hmm. so And that's complicated and makes your life more difficult. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the well, it seems like the major thrust of the arguments against this is that men who want to assault women will uh, change their birth certificate to being a woman so that they can enter 
bathrooms mm-hmm. and show, like we all do, show their birth certificate at the door oh, as yeah, proof yeah. of yeah. your yeah. right to Those use bathroom that bathroom. bathroom bounces are really mm-hmm. strict on that. Because <laughs> the thing about people who assault women in bathrooms is that they get their fucking paperwork together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all about that admin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's incredible. But that is the that's the gist of it, right? Because totally. I, I, we constantly here at the Spinoff get asked to uh, to give a, a balanced look at the self-ID issue, uh, at trans rights in general, and we're very much pro-trans rights and the right to self-ID however the fuck you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been reflected in a lot of the stuff that we've published on the site. And then we get, you know, organisations like Speak Up for Women, terribly named, um, asking us to show the I think other side. They're really side. called Speak Up for Some Women. I think is the problem. yeah 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 um, Sorry, interrupted. Sorry. Well, I just and I, I that's the only thing I can glean as to what their argument against is is it's about safety for women from their point of view. Yeah. And the safety issue being men pretending to be women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this has been sort of what's been behind anti-trans sentiment since the beginning of time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from people who are just like backward and are just like, ooh, gross, you shouldn't be allowed to be who you want to be, then there's also the it's a man pretending to be a woman yeah. argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do, do do these people have any empirical empirical evidence that there have been they will people quote, committing crimes pretending to be women in order to assault women? So I... Uh, believe that there are links to articles and publications like the Daily Mail sure, that yeah, talk yeah. about uh, trans women attacking women. And the the little fricker I got involved with on Twitter was somebody saying that trans women in New Zealand prisons committed six assaults against women in the last two years. And my response to that was I wanted to know where the data came from because I couldn't find it. But I wanted to know what the total number of assaults in prison in women's prisons was in the yeah. last two years because I think that's relevant. Mm. So the, I mean, are there six assaults a day in general terms yeah. and then six over two years that involve trans women? Do we have a problem with gender identity or do we have a problem with safety in prisons? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a whole different conversation. Absolutely. And that's when the it all landed on my, on on my head. So I see that they have links to unpleasant stories. You know the way Trump has links to unpleasant stories about immigrants and what they yeah. do. Yeah. And then you ignore any other data and yeah. go, this is these people are violent and dangerous. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's a total moral panic. And also, because trans people are people, non-binary people are people, there is going to be a subset, potentially, that do bad things yeah, in the sure. same way that many, many <laughs> cis people do bad things. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that you should grant the fundamental like yeah. human right to... It so yeah. reminds me because because I'm in my 50s and I remember the arguments before 1986 in the Homosexual Law mm. Reform Bill, which was to characterise all gay men as predatory paedophiles who would assault 
small children in toilets. Yeah. And it's it just feels like that same conversation again, yeah. that mm-hmm. vile nonsense about they're dangerous in bathrooms. Straight cis conservative people are obsessed with what goes on in toilets. Yeah. Yeah. They really are. You know, they've got like the right to use whatever toilet you want and schools conversation going on in like the US or whatever. Just people go to the toilet in toilets. That's <laughs> all that happens in toilets. I swear to you, I've never seen anyone's Except genitals for, yeah. in a bathroom or changing room. Except for some crying and some hugging and sharing of lipstick in women's course, toilets, sure. which is the norm. But, but we usually, that, usually got your pants up while you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I literally have not seen mm. anybody's genitals in a changing room. Why does it? I don't care. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Stop obsessing about toilets, you weirdos. <laughs> and and when you say conservative, it's really interesting to me. In my wider family, uh, my cousin's child has uh, is trans, and the family has been so kind of oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and not, it's not a big deal yeah. because they know the person and they know what they're like and how they've been for years and it all makes perfect sense. And, yeah, and that's not and the no thing that defines no, them. No, no one's really bothered about mm. it at all. Like, yeah. you know, the grandparents are chill, everybody's chill about it because, you know, like, I always remember that in Carterton, conservative rural farming community voted Georgina Beyer in as a mayor and yeah. then later as a member of parliament and just mm-hmm. went, Sure. She'll be good at the job. She'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who she won out against as MP? Uh, it was um, Paul Henry. Paul Henry. Oh. What a win. What a win. What a great fuck you. I did not know that. <laughs> did not know that. <laughs> Amazing times. Um, so, yeah, it sucks, obviously. It sucks. It's gone down to some, there not being enough public consultation is the, seems to be the line yeah, of Tracy Martin. I mean, but it also sort of feels I, like bowing to pressure of a very It really does. It, it, would, it would be like bowing to anti-vaxxers. That's how I mm. see it. I yeah. don't think yeah. there's a balanced discussion to be had because I think people on the other side who will probably write a story about this podcast. Yes. We saw that other story, by the way. We saw that. <laughs> you didn't do a very good job. I'll just say that. Um <laughs> But I don't believe there's a balanced argument no, I, to be yeah. had. I don't want to. I talk. believe there's right and there's wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe there's people who are being bigoted and hateful, and they're trying to take away the God-given rights of other human beings. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just can't see the spin-off giving you a platform anytime soon. I can't speak for our managing editor, but. That's You're probably not like from publishing a lot of um, climate-denying stuff on the spin-off either. Exactly. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're you're there with the anti-vaxxers and the climate change deniers. I wonder how she writes so, that. <laughs> applause, applause. How do you write a fart noise and <laughs> on medium? Yeah, transcribe this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so I'm sure. Oh god. Uh, let's talk about that. clothing. Well, we're sort of in the realms of gender. Ooh, yes. Gender fluid clothing. Yeah. Two big examples uh, in the past month. There was Helen Stone's launched a new suit campaign with model Laura Evans looking amazing in a, a little little black black and white suit and tie. And um, so good. Again, really good. again, backlash. <laughs> Outrage. Oh yeah, was there actual <laughs> backlash? There was like one guy called 
Ted <laughs> on Facebook Ted. doing some kind of Michelle Echoort voice going, <laughs> oh, no, no, why, why, why can't you just leave something for the men that's special to them? Why can't you do that? Oh, my God, it's almost verbatim. That was amazing. <laughs> And Did someone say the anger. one shop? The one shop we've got. The one shop we've got. I think you'll find there's more than that. Also, also why don't you marry Harren Stein? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, you are allowed to wear a dress in the same way that women are allowed to wear a suit and a jacket. So and fucking walk into Glassons and buy a dress. Do it. Literally you know no what? one is stopping you from shopping there. You put on a frock, you can look totally hot. Yeah. Billy Porter. Billy, Billy Porter. Porter at the Oscars. Oh, he looked so awesome. It did look amazingly good. Didn't it looked it? really good. Yeah. Tuxedo top with matching full tuxedo skirt. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I want to wear it. Yeah. And I, I love it to the Voyager Media Awards if I get nominated <laughs> for anything. <laughs> and I loved his response. He said he just didn't care what people said about that. He was living inside my own authenticity. And yeah. You just go, oh, bless you. Mm. Yeah. Thank like, you. To be honest, yes, I don't know much about him as a no. person or presenter or whatever. And so I saw that and didn't even know if he was, you know, straight, pan, by whatever. And it really didn't matter. Like, honestly, if he was as cis and hetero as it comes mm-hmm. and was, like, mm. getting nominated for Best Actor that night, I still think that that outfit looks completely appropriate. Yeah. Amazing. It looks surprisingly familiar. Yeah. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. I, wasn't, I didn't go. <laughs> Impressive and yeah. beautiful. It's yeah. beautifully tailored. That's all you want. In a really similar way to the woman in the suit mm. looked yeah. dignified and hot. He looked dignified and hot. Yeah. Oh, God, I've just seen a picture of him at the Golden Globes as well. He's got a glorious cape. Oh, A glorious bejeweled cape. Lining. It's just a stylish man. He really is. Very My stylish God. man. Also, going back to Helen Stones, it's yeah. not the first time they've <laughs> featured a woman in their campaign, except for the last time they did it. It wasn't even that long ago. Um, it was a butch woman, so oh. she was quite mask like all the other men in the campaign. Right. She looked yeah. fucking rad. It was clearly a woman, but mm. it was a mask woman. And I don't think that many people noticed. Isn't that True. interesting? Yeah. I mean, there's probably a couple of dorky comments, but <laughs> there certainly wasn't any outrage or backlash that I remember. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, people whinged another. I'm just sorry, I'm just reading the, <laughs> the news story now. Let the boys have something to themselves for once. <laughs> Come on, ladies. Because <laughs> it's not like the CEOs of every fucking thing yeah. or own 80% of the world's wealth. Fucking, they, all they've got is suits. <laughs> that's, all they, that's all they have. I mean, he did notice that she was only one of five people in that picture as well, right? Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the majority of the people in that picture are still men wearing suits. But she's suits. in the middle. She's, she's bigger than them. She's wearing like it better. Boy beat makeup as well. It's mm. like quite natural and heavy eyebrows. She looks rad. Come on, ladies, we have enough clothing stores of our own, plenty of which have suits we can wear. <laughs> Another angry person that one? said. <laughs> she got too many legs for that suit or something. <laughs> oh, excellent. It's good stuff. Confession Corner. 
Oh. Who wants to atone for some feminist yeah. sins this month? Yeah, I got one. What is yours? No, I got one. So <laughs> 27 shows and I still don't know how to put the PA together at the show <laughs> because when we get to the venue, I help load the gear in, sure, but then I leave the boys to do all the setup while I put my makeup on. And my makeup takes longer than setting up oh, a PA. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Shall yeah, 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 yeah. So I still, I've got no idea. Like if if they both w- went away, I wouldn't know how to plug a fucking PA in. It's appalling. <sighs> still, they don't know how to fill an eyebrow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is more important at well, the end of the day? Well. <laughs> also, it's super easy though. Is it, I wouldn't know because I'm yeah. not. I'm just dumping shit on the stage and go. Call me when you need a Call sound me check. When it's done. <laughs> Got eyebrows to tend to. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a good one. Yeah, good. we forgive you. Yeah, we oh, forgive you. I don't know if I deserve it. Um, mine is just that I have very guiltily been um, consuming every little piece of the Jordan Woods Kardashian oh, drama. Oh yes. And I'm not proud of myself. I'm not even a big follower of, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians I don't, I don't, I am completely oblivious to this. So Jordan Woods is um, Kylie Jenner's best friend. Is this on Spotify? But, yeah, it's on, it's on Spotify um, in, in MySpace. Um, she's been, like, living with her for years. She's basically just been living a Kardashian lifestyle thanks to being a best friend of a Kardashian. And then it came out recently that she kissed Khloe Kardashian's husband. So she ended up doing a interview with Jada Pinkett Smith and Willow and the mother whose name I've forgotten mm-hmm. um, in Jada Pinkett Smith's video series called In the Red Room and it's fucking awesome. That whole video series is amazing. I highly recommend mm. it as a watch club actually because it's three generations of black women who sit down and they talk about really interesting stuff. They're obviously incredibly close so they're super frank with each other and it's not always like nice sort of E tonight kind of content either. Like mm-hmm. they get real gritty. There was actually a really good episode of them um talking to Will Smith about their family dynamic and Jada Pinkett Smith and his marriage, which was super frank oh and amazing as well. Anyway, so she did an interview with Jordan Woods about the whole thing and basically she was like, I did not sleep with Chloe Kardashian's husband. We just kissed it all happened before I even knew what was going on. It was a party. I'm pretty sure their marriage was already fucked before I came along. And mm. Twitter has a lot of thoughts. Oh. I'm not proud, but I've just read a lot. Obviously. <laughs> You're across it. I'm across it. I also <laughs> don't give a shit what happens to these people, but I, there's very little drama going on in my own life. So I just. See, and I don't know. I, a serving of Schadenfreude with mayonnaise is yeah. just <laughs> gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, you're allowed. You're allowed. Yeah, that's why You're not actually harming anybody by corner. observing. Mm. That's true. Are you partaking in the discourse? No, you know, no, no, no comments. Mm. I'm too afraid someone I know will see it. Yeah, <laughs> discredit my. Not like talking about it on a podcast. Not like talking about it. <laughs> Nobody knows. Chatham House Chatham rules. Chatham House rules. <laughs> my confession corner is that I hate Valentine's Day. I say let's never do anything. What a waste of time. Corporate shit. Fuck capitalism. This is bullshit. And then I wake up on Valentine's Day and go, where's my present? <laughs> <laughs> and then this month, Joe was like, I thought you said I, I thought you said you hated it. What's going on? And I was like, Classic. this is literally verbatim out of my mouth. But I'm the girl. 
Alice. He's like, where's my present? And I was like, nah. <laughs> Bad feminist. Just wants a present. Yeah. Just wants cash, you know? <laughs> Not even flowers. Just Hard cash in an envelope. Cash. <laughs> Just wow. sometimes, like, all the way up until the day. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. But it was fine. We got to go to the Heartbreak Island party, as you, as yeah, Tina will remember. I was dancing. And we were dancing, dancing. And it was actually the greatest gift of all. <laughs> but yeah, bare feminist, it's all fine. It's all fine. Just give me a present, somebody. Um, <laughs> she talk about Squeakerson, comma yeah. Jordan B. <laughs> he so doesn't bother me anymore. I used to, before I saw and heard him... I thought, oh, he's a real threat too cause, because he's so f- influential and, mm. you know, what he says when you read it, you go, wait, that's really bullshit, but I can see. How. Anyway, then he turns up and he's he's so unhappy. He's a yeah. very unhappy he's man. He's unhappy and unimpressive. He's really, and he's bumper stickers. He's, I, I've been doing a gag about him in the show, <laughs> and um, and it's funny that, that he's not in the punchline. He's in the setup, and so mm. people laugh at it. And then people say to me afterwards, "Who's Jordan Peterson?" And I go, "He's kind of a white Canadian Brian Tamaki. He's just a <laughs> bumper sticker dude who's trying to make a lot of money by telling people to." Sit up straight and clean their room. Yeah. Mm. Pat a cat. Legendary. See it on the street. I could tell you that. I could tell you <laughs> yeah. that for yep. free. Pat yep. a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what struck me. I was, I feel like, especially like in the media Twitter bubble, everyone was pretty hyped over like Peterson. Like, Outrage ready backlash. For, ready, outrage backlash. We're ready. We're stretching. Ready for the backlash. And then I watched the interviews and I was like, you're just like a nerd. Yeah. And you look like you're dead behind the eyes. <laughs> I just want to talk about how women just, they're not happy unless they have children. That's what I like to talk about. Oh, my God. It's like he's here, eh? It's oh like he's here. God. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan B. Squeakerson in the studio with us today. Oh my god! I did watch his interview with Haley Holt on TV on Breakfast on TV and Sydney. <laughs> Basically, told her that she's she's going to live a very lonely, Aww. a long, lonely life because she's decided to not have children. You'll be lonely <laughs> if you don't have grandchildren. What <laughs> What did Haley say to that? She was just, she was saying she was like you know she was amazing. She was like. You say that, but I, you know, I look at my friends and their decisions, and I look at my life, and I actually feel quite blessed, you know. And he's just like, that won't last. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> in a few years, you'll be lonely and sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because the insinuation there is he's like, you know, you're going to live till you're ninety. He said to her. And you'll find that you'll become more lonely and you won't have any. And I was like, are your only friends the ones you've actually created yeah. with your sperm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are those the only people yeah. around you? You had to create your, like, network. Yeah. I think you'll find a lot of people with children die lonely because their yeah. children are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's a yeah. very real risk and that people, you take by reaching 90. People who consciously cultivate good relationships and friendships probably end up being less lonely and yeah. when they're 95. Mm. I bet his parents, <laughs> his children don't like to spend Christmas with him because <laughs> all he eats is meat. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he actually got that from his daughter, so that's something oh. that they share. Oh. That's a diet that she developed to troubleshoot some has of her depression. dietary issues. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. was just like, it cured everything for me as well, even though there were completely different issues we were having. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no. He came and he left. Yeah. He made a huge impression on Sean Plunkett. And, um, yeah. I know. <laughs> They're best buddies. I don't think. Love is for love. I don't remember Sean, but he's got a photo on his page. <laughs> <laughs> I met a lot of people. Oh, my God. Um, I I, what I thought was also quite sad is that literally everyone that posted in New Zealand about Jordan Peterson on Twitter, mostly, he commented on yeah (laughs) that guy has the time Uh to argue with people from New Zealand opinions he's all over it yeah I just I felt sad in my heart for him about that for some reason just like imagine just sitting there googling your name all day checking your mentions you're just checking your mentions and then like making like ripping video ripping like magic talk to make a video of your YouTube (laughs) channel Recording yourself with little Sean earphones Plunkett. in. Oh. oh, it's sad. I think that's the best defense against the rise. It's just, he's just sad and funny. Yeah. Yeah. We're not like. No. I no. Yeah. Please. Oh. No. Feel bad Bless. for him. I did laugh out loud when Simon Wilson wrote in his story about him that his voice is like, never not getting far away from Kermit or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's a shame. Why are there so many? <laughs> The final story I wanted to talk about is something that freaked me out this month, which was a story on The Guardian about how basically the world has – well, we know this, that the world has been built for men, but this is – the world has been (laughs) built for men to the extent that stab vests on policewomen and car crash dummies have only been tested in some situations, in some instances, for male proportions, sizes, weights, and it's literally killing Woman. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's the most amazing feature. It was linked a couple of times in the, on the rag page, but I'll put it on our main page as well because it kind of starts talking about, you know, minor things like the fact that um, when it was a new uh, Apple Watch or something came out with that health thing and it didn't have a period chapter. Yeah. Again, outrage backlash. <laughs> More just men, uh, women going, hey. that's sort of weird that you've it's missed. a thing I would find very handy on this. This really <laughs> important <laughs> thing in my life. And then down to things like the sizes of phones, like when they went, I don't know if they're still in that phase where they're trying to make iPhones as big as possible, mm, like, mm. but they were so big. I mean, can you hold that phone comfortably, Tina? No. Nah. <laughs> and not take photos with it. That was, you know, one of the fantastic stories that she told was a photographer who, yeah, a woman and a, who was a professional photographer in a um, dire, I can't even, she was in a protest or something and needed to take photos of a, of a moment, but her hand can't reach around to hit the um, shutter thing right. on the phone. I'm explaining that incredibly <laughs> badly, so we'll link it, link to it. <laughs> but what I also love about this woman, who Caroline Criado Perez, who spent three years researching this book, is that once the excerpt was published in The Guardian, men arrived in her feed on Twitter saying, that's not true. They have lady dummies in cars. They do that all the time. <laughs> That's what they do. And she said eventually in one of her tweets, I'm going to have it tattooed on my face. It's just a downsized, a scaled down male 
dummy with, uh, they've never tested the female dummy in anything but the passenger seat, never in the driver's seat, that the centre of gravity is in a different place, that the the whole makeup of the, it's, and I'm mm. going to have it fucking tattooed on my face. <laughs> and so her feed, just go to her feed on Twitter um, and just read through her delightful responses to people going, no, that's not true. Yeah. Here's the I, truth. I Googled, I Googled it. it. And she's going, yeah, I did three years of research and that's more reliable than your Google yeah. box. Mm. <laughs> but it is everywhere. It's like architecture as well. I yeah. was at um, a large media organisation and they have internally this huge balcony that goes all around the inside of like the giant newsroom with a glass Floor. Yeah. Mm. And I was just like looking at people's skirts as they walked above me, thinking, there is no way in hell this was designed by a woman yeah. or with any women in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like if you are going to have a giant glass balcony, maybe warn your employees or something, or I don't know. I just, and they obviously are just so used to it that it's like they're just walking around and probably unaware mm. or aware, mm. but are just used to the fact that their workspace was not designed for them or with them in mind And I'm all. assuming that this book also covers this because I read some early research, I think, from the same woman last year that women aren't used very often in medical trials because mm. we have periods and there's a hormonal fluctuation that can affect the results, which means that heart medication, for example, is built for... Is, designed for men, but women experience heart attacks in a completely different way from men. The symptoms they present are different and the need that they have from the drug is they need a lower dosage of one thing and a higher dosage of another, but they're Mm. not used in trials. So women are taking men's drugs that don't really do the job. Yeah. This just reminded me of another story that um, apparently Viagra is great for period cramps. Yes. <laughs> like it was like a side effect right. that also has been known about for a really long time, but just never marketed as that. They went, no, we'll just do the blue. We'll just do the the penis pill. <laughs> Much more important. Much more important. What, like a handful of women get period <laughs> Yeah, what is yeah. the sure it's fine. <laughs> Lots of men can't get it. Oh, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing, actually. I was reading about that the other day mm. as well, like... Wow. Wow. <laughs> also, it's publicly funded as well, Viagra. Viagra and uh, or maybe it is in the US. Mm. Okay. It's publicly funded in the US and not uh, – and women's menstrual products or, yeah. and painkillers no. specifically for that are, are not, yep. which yeah. is amazing because they developed a pill that could have actually helped. Yeah. And then they made that available, subsidised for men. And you, you get your partner – if you have a male partner, to lie and say that he has erectile dysfunction so that you can use the pills <laughs> yeah, for right. your periods. <laughs> Sisterhood. <laughs> and one more point from that Guardian article um, was also aircon and temperatures yes. in places, which Tina Tiller, I'm looking at you, our producer, sitting here in the middle of summer wrapped often in like one or two blankets. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's toasty if she's just got the scarf on. <laughs> but that's like a, that's a, Global epidemic yeah. of places that have aircon. They always run to the temperature of men who run hotter and also generally wear more clothes. Because they've because got of, their Helen Stein suit on. Because of their Helen Stein <laughs> Give them this one thing, Michelle. Oh, <laughs> fuck. If it's just, just that one, one thing. <laughs> but yeah, fascinating, fascinating, um, fascinating study. 
What about Watch Club Book Club? I have like jack shit to contribute. I've had such a rough month of only watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched anything either. Have you? Mm. What? Um, well, I, the, my one thing for Watch Club this month was actually one specific episode of mm. um, Chef's Table, which okay. is the Netflix series which looks at a different, like quite amazing chef at each episode. And they're sort of nearly documentary length each each one so that you really get a good look at their life and there's one episode in the latest um, series um, about a Zen Buddhist monk named Zhang Quan and she lives in this amazing mountain temple and she cooks for everyone in the in the temple and for people that come and visit and she only cooks vegan temple food it's called and I have never been so inspired by anyone's food preparation in my whole life. And she just brings this really amazing like um, sense of like calm to things like uh, making kimchi and preserves. Mm. She makes her own soy sauce and had this really amazing quote about soy sauce like, um, soy sauce is eternal, it is life. Oh my god! And she puts that sort of level of care into like, and so on Chef's Table they usually have sort of a montage near the end where they have all these different dishes that that chef is known for or that chef has made and they're incredible. Mm. And hers was just like lotus tea and it was just like one giant beautiful lotus flower Mm. in a bowl of Mm. water and then like one preserved leaf of like this one particular preserve that she made and she just inspired me so much. So Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really, really cool and I just, there's the similarities between cooking and Buddhism and yeah. mm, it made me want to just, well, it's also contributed a lot to my wanting to be just like solely plant-based eating as well mm-hmm. and trying to transition to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really helped. Yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. I've been catching up on a salt, fat, acid, heat oh, after yeah. your recommendation, yeah. maybe even two months She's ago. She's great, right? Amazing. Yeah. That whole, yeah, this sort of similar thing. I'd watched the one where, yeah, they're making miso paste. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Yeah. But it's, it's such a soothing. It's so soothing to watch, isn't it? Just like someone do one thing yeah. so intricately. So perfectly. And then let it sit for three years. Yeah. Just let it sit <laughs> for three years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Go work on something else. But yeah, I thought I thought that series was amazing as well. She's such an amazing woman. Yeah. So passion. Yeah. Passion for food. Food is worth being passionate about. Yeah. Because it makes you think so much harder about where it's come from and what it does. Yeah. Admittedly, I watched her while eating a pepperoni Domino's pizza. <laughs> It's the value range, and I'm on hard times. Well, <laughs> it's good to have aspirations. Yes. Okay. Um, and the other thing I have for book club is this is terrible. It's not a book I've read. It's a book I listened to podcast about. Love it, but plan to read because it was a book that was actually brought up um, at work by our accounts person. Karen, and it's called Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism and Other Arguments for Economic Independence. I love it. Um, and she had, it's by Dr. Kristen Godsey, and she had, uh, so Karen, our, our workmate, had talked about like a really good podcast. And so I looked up the podcast the other day, and it's just 50 minutes of the author talking about the co of the book, basically. Mm. And that even though, you know, sort of these former Eastern Bloc countries are better off not under state socialism. There were all these really interesting tenets of socialism that were sort of put forward and promoted, such as um, 
economic independence for women leads to more freedom and better orgasms. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating yeah. hearing her talk about it. So Whoa. it's it's on, yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it. So I'll be able to talk about the actual book <laughs> soon, rather than a podcast about the book. Oh, viva la revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I read I read Normal People, Sally Rooney, which oh, you recommended yes. last month, and yeah. I loved it. And then I um, was in a town that didn't have a bookstore. Uh, well, I had a bookstore, but it only sold um, Stephen King's. So I downloaded Lucy Foley's first crime novel, The Hunting Party. She's a London-based writer. She's written three historical novels. She used to work in publishing, and now she's um, – yeah, so this is her first crime novel, novel and novel. Novel. Um, it's really good. Um, the Hunting Party. It's uh, a thriller, and it uh, skips between New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and the second of January in a year. And you know right from the start that there's been a murder, but you don't. And they're in an isolated space. There's been a murder, but you don't know who's been murdered, and you don't know obviously who did it. And really great women characters, relationships between them. Like that's. Yeah, the men are – I mean, there are a couple of men that get a good shake of the stick, but it's mostly about the relationships yeah. between amongst the women. Who done it? Who done it? I'm not telling. Right. Oh, it's really good. Good tip. Thank you. Fabulous. Yeah, I yeah. intend to read a book <laughs> next month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To finish, I think we should nominate our Yes Queen. Yeah, yeah. For the month. Yeah, yeah. Who would like to go first? I can because we've already talked about her. I'm just delighted with Caroline Criado Perez for the data, data, data because data is our friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes Queen. Yes Queen. Mine is um, Jade, I think I'm sorry, Hamister, Hamister, Jade Hamister, who officially became the youngest person ever to pull off the polar hat trick. She's a 16-year-old teenage girl um, visiting the North and South Pole, as well as crossing Greenland, all the while on skis somehow. So that's amazing. But the more, more amazing thing is that so she's sort of like become this online adventurer and she did a TED talk before she did this trip um, and she got a lot of trolls and a lot of men in the comments saying, make me a sandwich mm. <laughs> stupid right. young woman yeah. so what she did when she finished her trip in the South Pole is she made a ham and cheese sandwich <laughs> she took a photo of herself in the South Pole and said I made you a sandwich now ski 37 days and 600 kilometres to the South Pole and you can eat it yeah <laughs> she put it on her Facebook page and like that's, that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> yes. Um, my Yas Queen is um, Tapu Misa, who is the editor of Itangata, which is the online Sunday magazine for Māori and Pacifica that comes out every week. And um, she's just produced um, a really cool six-part series for International Women's Day called Conversations, featuring women like Pania Newton and Moana Maniaporto and, um, oh, who else is in there? Lots of really cool women. Emmeline Afiaki Mafileo and um, just talking about all these things that make them the wonderful women they are. But uh, Tapu introduces the documentary with this really cool personal essay um, about becoming a writer herself and um, the fact that we all have a story to tell and why that's mm. important and what happens when you share that story and it connects to other people and then that connects to other people. That the, uh, the the ongoing effects of storytelling. So it was a really yeah. it was a really nice piece and just generally the kaupapa at Itangata is um, really cool and I I respect them a lot. I look up to them a lot as mentors in this crazy media business. Mm. So yeah, Tapu's my 
My yes queen. Yes queen. Lovely. And then the greatest yes queen of all is Tina Teller, our producer. Stay here and listen to us all. We've come to the end of the podcast for another month. Please stay tuned on all channels, all the channels. Standing very by. Um, for a video program. <laughs> a video TV a video program, program show. that is arriving on March 13th on the reg. We'd love it if you can share it, boost it, talk about it. Um, it's very exciting for us. Hopefully I can get my words together <laughs> tomorrow. Nah. <laughs> we'll see. And thank you so much again to the Women's Bookshop for supporting us. Um, yes. Please go buy their books. So much so clapping. Otherwise, there'll be outrage and backlash. Exactly, there will be. <laughs> Battle lines will be drawn. <laughs> we'll see you next month. Hi, Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.